Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. How much time till we're on? Ron, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello and welcome to the show for a Wednesday night. Gary Belcher and Jason Matthews in Sports Day Studio. Hey. What? How are you? <laughs> Good. I thought you were going to be quite aggressive. No, then. I was just getting in before you ran through the other stuff. I'll do it before I All do of my your housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, Sat's still not well, so I reckon he'll be rejoining us next week. Although, what do you think of this conspiracy theory? He still owes me 37 bucks for Powerball. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't come back. He went on holidays well, and he hasn't come back. Says he doesn't know that whether you won or lost, actually. Did you send him a ticket? <laughs> You've seen the ticket, so yeah. you know. Don't you start. You know when you buy 50 Powerballs and not one of them has actually got the Powerball on it? That's yeah. when you know you're out of luck. Yeah. Now, didn't that win like $5 or something? No, he won the week before. Oh. Yeah. No, mate, we didn't win five bucks. Don't try and squeeze some coin out of me. Hello, yeah, welcome. Which is a very difficult thing. <laughs> yeah, right. never bought anything for the kitchen. Are you looking in the mirror, Gary? Uh, Whose milk did you have today? Yours. Whose uh, banana bread? Yours. <laughs> and and, yes. and when I was broke... the last time you actually bought something for the kitchen? Oh, plenty of share. times. Don't you start. When? Plenty of times. No, just give me the, the most recent and what it was. Jack? You I bought, bought Jack. I know. I brought Scotch Finger Biscuits and Kingston Biscuits. And the boys from the driver's seat smashed them all. I don't do those things, well, you that were on sugary hol- stuff. Gary, you were on holiday. You don't do sugary stuff. You got banana- that. I've got, a, I got a, a surprise for you, mate. There's no bloody banana in that banana bread. Please. <laughs> it's all banana. What? Okay. But I don't do biscuits much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll bake a cake. I've... My and daughter, buy some milk one day. Oi, my daughter has baked muffins for you guys and you threw them. You said, I'm not touching those. They taste disgusting. They were spinach. <laughs> spinach and mango. They weren't. There was something wrong with them anyway. They were meant to be blueberry, but I think they were they poison did. berry. <laughs> poison berry. I think so. We weren't. Yeah, we were a bit worried about that. Yeah. Uh, well, she's got that thing for Scott, so I wouldn't have touched him either. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, particularly those uh, listening on the Goldie and Tweed on 104.1 FM, uh, SCN 1170 in Sydney, SCN 1620 on the Gold Coast. Of course, the best SCN station, SCNQ 693 AM in Brizzy. And Canberra, 1323 AM. You can also listen via the SCN app as well. Make sure you download that. You'll be able to hear every moment of the FIFA World Cup from uh, the 20th or 21st of November, uh, live and exclusive on SCN. And you'll be able to catch the cricket on that tonight as well. More details on that uh, really soon. You want to grab the a game pot? of cricket? 
Oh, it's huge, Badge. We're going to catch yep. up with Ian Smith real soon. Uh, from... Oh, the uh, the New Zealand former great. Yep. I know he's on our team, his commentary team, and he's got his own and he works for Brecky on... show, hasn't he? No, mornings on SCNZ. Mornings. Yeah. Sorry. What did I say, Brecky? Yeah, so he does the mornings. Mornings a bit late. He's had a little sleep in. He does. Mate, I reckon... I reckon he's one of the best commentators, most underrated commentators in the world. His rugby commentary is very good as well. Mm. Anyway, Ian Smith, uh, New Zealand royalty, uh, joining us real soon to preview the big clash at the SCG tonight. Uh, Pakistan taking on New Zealand. Winner goes through the final on Sunday at the MCG. Uh, Jalisa Apps will be live from the UK uh, with the latest in the Rugby League World Cup badge. And the team, well, the 19-man squad has been announced again in alphabetical order. Have you got it there? No. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> Such a good yeah, No, alphabetical order or uh, look the number. I'll just, can I just say the numbers? Number nine, six, third. Oh, this that means ball. nothing. Uh, yeah. So I think it's the same squad plus Cherry Evans and someone else. Just run through it. Addo Carr. Yep. I'd like to, I'd like to do it in order. Anyway, Addo Carr, <laughs> Campbell Gillard, Pat Carrigan, Cherry Evans, who's going to be 18th or 19th man. Nathan Cleary, Reuben Cotter, Angus Crichton, Tino Fasumala-Awi, Harry Grant, Val Holmes, Ben Hunt, Liam Martin, Latrell Mitchell, Cameron Munster, Cameron Murray, who's the vice captain, James Tedesco is the skipper, Jake Travojevic, Jack Whiten, and Jose Yo is another vice captain. Any surprises there? No. No, there's You're pretty not. happy with um, that? I would like to say, though, congratulations to those blokes who have come a long way that have never played... Um, uh, rep footy before this year in uh, at the top level in uh, in Reuben Cotter. Uh, Paddy Garrigan might have got a start last year, didn't he? And um, Liam Martin, was he was he in the blue squad last year? But anyway, well done, those blokes. I think he was this year, yeah. Broken um, so DCE is likely to be one of the players to be cut. Two players well, need to be cut. Well, I'm wondering, do they oh, – I haven't even watched any of it. Well, as you know, yeah. I, I was away for most of the, this um, – the start of the World Cup, do they do the same as in the NRL? They have the 18th and 19th men sitting on the bench waiting in case, like if you get taken mm. out illegally, Nathan Cleary gets uh, illegally taken out of play with a high shot. That's, the other bloke goes to the sin bin. Uh, they can replace him. That's a, a really good question. I haven't noticed. So I think we, I haven't paid prob- any attention. I reckon they'd be doing that. I mean, and there's different rules. NRL yep. rules are different than than uh, uh, world, the, um, the world rugby league, but... I think they would do that. One of our smart listeners will tell us, Badge, 0457 736 736. I haven't actually noticed that. Or 1300 011170. Do the 19 players get dressed and sit on the bench or what happens there? Mm. Anyway, okay. uh, we'll get to that shortly. Um, some stuff around I want to want to cover off on tonight. That's ridiculous, by the way. That's being That's on tonight. I hope you've got yours ready. One of mine. I've got mm. mine ready because yours is. I can't believe the list – of the top 10 sexiest men alive has been released. And I can't believe some of the blokes that are on there. I won't go into it now because I'm going to save it for That's Ridiculous. But I thought, Badge, we should also ask our listeners. Who's for... top of the list? Is it Brad Pitt still? Uh, it's some bloke. Uh, what's his name? Chris Evans. He's an actor. Mm. So I Chris don't even Hensworth? know who he is. My daughter's. No, not on there. I will tell no, you. The, it's an American list, of course. Yeah, American. Yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah, no, he, but he's right. no, but he's a Hollywood well, superstar. No one else. No one else is. No, yeah. there's non-Americans on there. Are there? Yeah, there are. But but they're all Hollywood actors and st- and musicians. I mean, yeah. Kendrick Lamar is at number two. Who? Yeah, that's right. And The Rock. Now The Rock's number ten. He yeah. he should be at least top two. Really? Every 
even my missus likes The Rock. He should be up there. Really? So you think The Rock is a sexy man? <laughs> Why well, should he be up there? Well, he's good I looking. Don't, he's, I, he's, I don't look at men really and right. think sexy, but I I do get that there's some good. I know you you have a little crush on a South Sydney player. Well, no. If I let's let's apparently Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I've just found out Jack's got posters of him in his bedroom. Uh, he's one of the biggest musical acts. Really? Yeah, great. Where? Yeah, in, <laughs> in Jack's bedroom uh, yeah. by the sounds of things. Hey, listen, let's twist it around to sport. Yeah. And I'm going to open up to males and females. And it's okay to say that a female athlete is sexy, all right? Yep. We're, not, we're not being sexist or, or pigs about it, but you're allowed to admire the opposite sex and say so. So oh, you might even admire the same sex. Who is the world's sexiest living sports star? Living sports star. I'm going to throw it out there. I know. What, uh, still, I, still playing still and alive? No, they can just be alive. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go, mine straight up, unashamedly, Cam Murray from South Sydney. He's a good-looking rooster. No, he's a rabbit <laughs> Very well done. What? Uh, That'll make the promo. Why do you? I mean, do you're you, going to. Why do you look at him like that? Like that? No, just, I don't, don't look at him, him as like a footballer. That. It's okay to say. Hell of a good say, footballer. He's a great footballer. He's the captain I, of the mighty I Rabbitohs. I played a lot of uh, rep footy, toured with and played against ET, but I never thought of him as sexy. Apparently, he's <laughs> very well liked. Well, Sats has said he was sexy. Sats said he ran past him one game. He was just mesmerized looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll, I will throw one in. Uh, Eugenie Bouchard, the Canadian tennis player. Is that a male or female? Eugenie. It's, that could be male or female name. Really? Okay. It's a female? You know, you don't know her. I don't know her, mate. No. Know him. Do you know him? No, Never heard of him. No, no. I thought you'd say Mal. I thought dead cert Mal, Meninga. You're an idiot. <laughs> you do know That's... that already. I'm not telling you anything new. You're an idiot. Who is the sexiest sports star, male or female, alive? I wasn't going to buy into that at all. I can't believe I even spoke about that. Sophia Keenan, tennis players. Mine? Sophia Kennan. Oh, Kennan, Kennan. Yeah, Kenan. Sophia. Sophia. Sophie? Sophia. Is it? It's S-O-F-I-A. Right. Sophia. Beauty. She's great. Good She's tennis great. player as good well. Good tennis player. Very yeah. good tennis player. 0457 736. Where's she from? 736. She's from the US, but was originally born in uh, Russia. Uh-huh. You've um, done your homework. Mate, no, I followed her since yeah. I saw her at the Brisbane International. Oh. Is that what you call it? Stalking. In some badge, don't make this creepy, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, please don't me make it creepy. You're the you're the creepy one who wanted to run with it. Let me sexiest just, sports person. Let me get the phone number. We've got out. a massive game of cricket on tonight. The, the rugby league World Cup's coming up. There's so much going on, and you want to just talk about oh four creeping everyone out. Five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number, or call us one three hundred oh one. Eleven seventy. A lot of our listeners who are creepy. This is their. This is their forte. This is their moment. This is their moment to shine. Hey, uh, New Farm Australian through and through. Bring you the weather. If you're listening in Roma on Four ZR, what a wonderful place. West Roma. of Brizzy, breast of Toowoomba. About six hours, five, five, six hours. Isn't it? It's a fair way from Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. It is a fair way. Uh, they, they're getting uh, ready for the drag racing finals at Ironbark Raceway this Saturday. That is going to be a big day. Uh, mostly sunny day tomorrow with a top of 29 and a low of 19. Um, so that's the hot rod drag racing. <laughs> yeah. That's very – you're on fire. How much sugar is in that banana bread? <laughs> I know there's plenty. Um, actually, you know, Roma, I have a little bit of a synergy with Roma. Mm. When I was 16, right, 
I had I had a girlfriend in Rome. I was living in Sydney, and I had a girlfriend in Rome, but I'd never met her. It was like a telephone conversation, like a like a a, a long telephone distance. Tinder. Yeah, well, did, there was no internet. So back what did then, you right? do? You were just making. I'm just thinking you were making random phone calls until yep. some and asking for someone to be your girlfriend. I'd ring her at night because it was cheaper. Well, how did you? How did she become your girlfriend if you'd never met her? A friend of a friend. And we used to talk about shows on the ABC and that, because that was the only television station she had. That's it. What? Yeah. So she was your girlfriend, and, and then what, how long did it take before you to meet her? And <laughs> We never met. <laughs> you really did. You Seriously, didn't. I was 16. I couldn't find a girlfriend in Sydney, in all of Sydney. So I, I was sweet-talking a lovely young girl. She was about 17. She was a year older than me, and she lived in Roma. And I never met her. Shouldn't have sent those photos. No, I, I didn't even know what she looked like. I only had no, a visual. You shouldn't of... <laughs> Jeez, it's really sad, isn't it? That is a funny story. Have you had? I actually had a girlfriend for about Here two we weeks go. on a on a footy trip when I was. We used to go down to uh, the Illawarra district, the Wollongong area, Illawarra, Kaima, all that, with the south zone of Brisbane, and the we'd have footy teams few different age groups and the netball teams and we'd go and play and get billeted out and and on the bus trip I sort of had a girlfriend and I oh, even nice. I even bought her like a cheap I think it was a plastic ring I bought her from like a like a, yeah. a little corner store um so for that week or two and we got back and I thought, oh, I've got a girl tell everyone I've got a girlfriend I've got a girlfriend Rosalind's her name and got to get and then about a month or two months later her one of her friends came and saw me because she went to a different school yeah and said you dropped what I didn't make any contact with her. I didn't realise I She had got to. rid of you. Yeah, I was 12. So mm. was she. Dropped me. Have you had a... So what... Are we going to ask our listeners if they've had a long-distance relationship? Rosalind to give us a call. <laughs> Have a chat. Had your heart broken? <laughs> uh, New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. I wonder where she's going in Roma. Hey, uh, text messages coming through already. Um, hey, boys, sexy sports star has to be Paige Speranac. Uh, love oh, the, the golfer. Yeah. yeah. Hey, she, is she, I mean, I know she does those, uh, those ads with Shaq, but has she actually won anything? I, I don't know. She might be a bit of a, she a bit of a corner cover. It's not all about winning, Woogie. Mm. Uh, Mick from Dubbo says, if confidence is a big part of what makes you sexy, then surely John Daly takes the cake. Hey, that's, oh. uh, that's oh. a, I like that. Nice play on words, takes oh. the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's cake. I like cake. that. Hey, Badge, I want to throw something past you before we go to the break. In and the of eyes course, of the beholder. We've got Ian Smith joining us, and I don't know whether our listeners um, have heard. Actually, I'm going to save this. I'm going to do it soon because it takes a bit of time, but I want to talk to you about Latrell Mitchell before we go to a break. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's declared he wants to be the greatest Indigenous rugby league player of all time and believes politics played a role in New South Wales selections this year. Now, there's, there's two parts to this there story. Is, yeah. I, I don't know what he means by politics. Oh, well, I guess they were talking about the selection, non-selections of Josh Adokar and Regan Campbell-Gillard, and I... I you know, I don't know. I don't want to go into that. I think they just picked who they thought were the best players at the time. Um, but I love that he's declared he wants to be the greatest Indigenous rugby league player. We have spoken about this before. The list is long and illustrious. And, um, wow, and, and he's, he is going to be one of the greats. If He, he's, he has to have a, a long career and, and um, 
you know, keep getting the best out in himself. Potentially he could be, but I, I know who I vote. And you know who I ran into about a week ago? Who? At a bowls day? One of the greats. One of the all-time fan favourites, Larry Corowa. Yeah. Champion bloke. Yep. We talk um, about him quite a lot on the show. Did you mention that? Yeah, he's got a few mentions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always said Arthur Beetson. Well, he's an immortal. So that's um, that kind of says he's he's probably the best there's been. But Laurie Daly and Chicka, Cliffy Lyons. Mm. The, it's Modern day players, well, JT. Well, well, who do you think of when you look at Latrell about the way he plays and who he plays for? Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis. JT, yeah, you're right. So anyway, I'd, I'd love our li- – they, they will chime in. I know how much um, our listeners love topics like that and, and everyone's got their favourites. And, you know, th- as far as actually playing in the same t- – oh, Chicka Ferguson, I just don't – I can't talk more highly of a bloke how good he was at it. Yep. In his mid-30s, 35, 36 when we won premierships and he was outstanding. If we're still doing sports day in 10, 15 years – uh, will we be talking about Luttrell as one of the greats? Absolutely. Oh, I think already it says he's one of the greats on what he can do and what he does. But, you know, longevity is 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 a big key to that as well. You do it over a period of time and you have to have a lot of success. I mean, you don't have to win uh, everything, but let's remember those, you know, those South Sydney teams that won um, four premierships in five years and, uh, and and then the team that most recently won the cup was that twenty twelve twenty fourteen twenty fourteen when they won um, yeah well, I think you have to have a, a an amount of success as well but certainly playing for New South Wales and Australia just puts him right up there and what is it now four pre- prelim finals in a row as well that certainly helps as well I think um, I, I'd rather well, in... well you got to t- turn them in, some of them into grand yeah, finals yeah well you? they did they turned premiership. Well, they turned two into grand finals, but not premierships. But mm. uh, the other thing I want to mention, though, I, I, I want him to, first and foremost to be known as one of the great South Sydney players of all time. And with that comes every other Who's athlete. the greatest? You're, you're, a, you're a massive bunnies. Well, my favourite, I don't know if he's the greatest, but my favourite, Bobby McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Sattler, Ronnie Coote. That era was was amazing. I love t- Tugger Coleman. Yeah. Well, I love everything about Tugger. Yeah. You know? Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is our number. We should interview Tugger one time. We'll have to. We had him on. We'll have to record it and then slow it down when we play it back because he, he's he's 100 miles an hour. He told us about, you know, crawling through the fences at Redfern Oval. He's a young bloke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who is your favourite? Not necessarily the greatest, but who is? Your favourite Indigenous player of all time. I know we talk about it quite a few times. And and what are, what are your thoughts on Luttrell? Is he almost there? Is he well and truly on his way to becoming one of the greats? Uh, we're going to take a break. Of course, the first semi-final in the T20 World Cup is what? Around about an hour away at the SCG. Ian Smith, the New Zealand great, joins us next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Well, Sats is away. Still crook. He'll be back uh, next week. Jace and Badge here tonight. Of course, the T20 World Cup uh, semifinals kick off tonight. What a game. You've got Pakistan taking on the Kiwis. The Kiwis, as you know, Badge, were my pre-tournament favourites 
How well, you were death riding Australia, so you <laughs> oh, had mate. to go with our nearest neighbours. Listen, I have to tell that to our guest who's on the phone. He doesn't need to know all our dirty laundry. Ian Smith, <laughs> New Zealand <laughs> cricketing great. I've done a wonderful job as part of the commentary team on KO for, for the ICC. And, of course, on SENZ in mornings, he does our morning show for us as well. Smithy, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, guys, absolute pleasure to talk to you. It's, it's, uh, I can tell you, just an update, it's a magnificent night here. Uh, Sydney, I've just arrived at the ground. It's looking fantastic, actually, so I uh, can't wait, to be honest. Um, kick off not far away. Yeah, not not far off. Um, I bet there's a real buzz around there from uh, fans of both both teams. Yeah, well, outside the ground, uh, more Pakistan fans than New Zealand fans. I've got to admit, our guys are a little bit more laid back. Uh, not, we don't have quite the same fanaticism that... Uh, the Pakistani fans will bring tonight, but um, we'll just have to deliver on the park and uh, do it our way, I think. Hey, Smithy, Badge and I were talking before uh, having a chat with you. We we can't split New Zealand and Pakistan. Is it the same view from you? Well, the way I read it is I think going into this game, I think we're playing a better all-round brand of cricket. I'll say that. I think we've been more consistent throughout the tournament. Pakistan, uh, one or two of their players have yet to find their best, and I'm talking really about uh, Barbara Azam at the top of the order, their captain, who's, who just hasn't found his best stroke play yet, and Mohamed Rizwan. Now, that makes them a little bit top-heavy, and if they don't fire, that gives New Zealand, uh, I think, quite a significant advantage. Having said that, uh, this is a big occasion. This is a massive occasion, and in the past, our record against um, Pakistan and games of this nature has not been good, so... Oh, look, it's pretty hard to pick. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm leaning towards us, and I don't often do that in these big ones. So I'm leaning towards us, but I just kind of feel we've, we've, got, uh, we've got the game where we want it at the moment. Ian, there's, there was, we look back on, back on Australia's performances, and the general consensus mm. was there's something missing. There was, the spark was missing. It was just some, some sort of connection that the great teams have, and I'm sure you played in plenty of those. It looks to me like New Zealand's got that. They are playing for each other every time they go out there. Yeah, they are. You know, and they've been doing that for quite some time, fellas, to be fair. I mean, uh, if they can make this through to the, uh, the final, that'll be their, I think, fourth or fifth out of the last six World Cups that they have made that the, to this stage. So it's, it's not just a fluke. Uh, there's a good feeling. The team is well led by, uh, you know, a, a Kane Williamson, who's a bloke who's He's not outspoken. He's not controversial to any great degree. Uh, he just gets the job done and expects those around him to do that. Uh, it's, it's very much the Williamson way. So uh, they just they're a good blend. Um, and you know, the, there's a real there's a real excitement about it. To be fair, looking on, would you would you agree with um, some some pundits looking on and saying it's it New Zealand's got the edge as far as the batting goes, and the bowlers are probably a little bit better. Uh, from Pakistan, or uh, maybe, maybe that's downplaying just how good the New Zealand bowlers have been, but is that kind of how it is? No, I think it's a fair assessment. I, I think uh, Pakistan bowling attack is quicker, it's more lively, um, and, you know, they're, they're just a little bit more devastating in, in terms of, of, you know, out and out pace from, from our point of view. Our guys rely a little bit more on, on the pitch to offer a bit uh, or the atmosphere. So, so Saudi and Bolt are very good swing bowlers. Uh, they're very consistent line and length. So, uh, I, I, other than that, I, I think it's a fair balance. I, I think you've probably read it right there. But um, I, I just 
the, the first few, the first four or five overs, the, the power play overs, when when either side are batting, I think will be the key to the match. If anyone gets away to a, a rip roaring start, if they can get the forty off four or you know even fifty off fifty off six or something like, that, get themselves on the road without any wickets down or only one down at the most, mm. get themselves up a platform. I, I think it'll be good. Last the one thing that I, I can look back on fondly um, in this tournament as New Zealand have played at this ground twice on this on this particular block. Scored 200 against Australia batting first and then, of course, beat Sri Lanka when they had to as well. So uh, they've, got, they've got good recent memories of coming here. Uh, and the other thing about that is that, you know, they broke a, a little bit of a drought because we hadn't come to um, Australia and won a game of cricket of any nature for something like 13 years. Mm. So they got that off their back mm. uh, about two weeks ago, and I think they're better for that. Yeah, and the SCG probably very similar to uh, New Zealand conditions. Uh, Smithy, oh, I and very close to Bondi too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I want to ask you about your thoughts on the Australian cricket team's performance. Um, do you see an issue there that 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 we're not seeing? I mean, I just I, th- I think they lack that killer instinct. I think they lack discipline. Is how are you seeing them? Well, I only seen them in person once, right? And that was against New Zealand. And, you know, that night they were completely and utterly outplayed. And from that point on, was that their performance was so poor. They were chasing the game in terms of the run rate. So they were always sort of playing under a, a, an extra added pressure, not just the win-lose factor. Um, and I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm not quite sure I, I saw uh, the Australian side that I expected to see. I don't, I don't think in terms of uh, their urgency, their desperation, I, I didn't see it. And I think, you know, one side started to believe in it. I think what also happened is when New Zealand knocked them over so convincingly, other sides started to look at them in terms of being a little bit more vulnerable than we normally would expect Australia in Australia. And I don't think they reacted to that. They, mm. they, they were punched and they couldn't counterpunch. They, you know, they just didn't have a counterpunch. Yet they have got counterpunches in that side. David Warner is a counterpuncher. Glenn Maxwell, uh, Mitch Marsh, they are game-winning guys but they just did not seem to have the fire in the belly. Now, what you put that down to, I do not know. Uh, is it a change of leadership needed, a change of tactic? Uh, but they have to do it pretty good uh, and pretty quickly because, of course, your summer of cricket is just around the corner. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of it was to do with that, the, the confidence that just got smashed out of them by New Zealand in that first game. And I, I think mm. you're alluding to that. They didn't recover. Hey, can you give us a key play? If there's a player that's going to win tonight's crucial semi final. Uh, from each team, who is it going to be? Okay, I think uh, for us, Glenn Phillips has been our player of the tournament. He's he batted beautifully. Oh, he's got 100 on this pitch. So I'm going to say Glenn Phillips coming in at number four will be a massive key for New Zealand. And uh, I, I also believe that the, the driving force of Pakistan with the batting will be Baba Azam. If he can find Baba Azam, the real Baba Azam, mm. uh, he will be a match winner as well. So Azam v Phillips for me. There you go. Hey, before I let you go, I've got to ask you this question. Out of all the minnow sides, I hate using that term, but the, the, the second string teams, who who has impressed you the most? Is it Netherlands? Australia. 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 <laughs> Who's impressed you the most? Who's impressed you the most? <laughs> oh, look, I was, I'd commentated that Netherlands game. Oh, you know, that was special. That was really, really special. But I think across the board, I mean, Ireland are very competitive. You know, I think the more and more, and I understand they're going to increase the number of teams in the next T20 World Cup to 20 to make it even more global. So I really do think that um, the Netherlands, for me, that performance to knock over South Africa um, out of nowhere 
was mm. probably um, the, the one I uh, have enjoyed the most. So I, I, I'd give it to them. I'd give it to them on that basis. They finished fourth in their group, for God's sake. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. All right, Ian, we'll let you go. Uh, game gets underway in just under an hour at the SCG. Uh, New Zealand versus Pakistan, the first semi final. Good luck with your call tonight, mate, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Go well. Thank you. Thank you, Ian Smith. Uh, by the way, uh, the Kiwis have won the toss and have elected to bat, and you can catch all the action of that game live tonight on SCN and also through the SCN app. Uh, we'll get to a break. Your texts on the way next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. With Badge and Sats. Uh, welcome back to the show. A lot of text messages we can't read out on the air. Gary Belcher, Jason mm, Matthews here. As expected. Uh, tonight, Sats still unwell. Speedy recovery, buddy. Because uh, I want that money. I want it fast too. New Zealand, as we say, taking on Pakistan tonight. If you've just joined us, the Kiwis have won the toss and elected to bat. Badge, they'll be hoping for a start that they got against uh, Australia in that first game. Yep. At the SCG. Go to iCanWin.com.au, by the way, to win yourself a Ziggy. It's a barbecue. It's a brilliant barbecue from Ziggler and Brown this summer. iCanWin.com.au, free to do so. So, some breaking news. Mm. NRL club set to celebrate a $300 million bonanza with League Central to deliver record grants as the warring parties move a step closer to breaking peace in rugby league's funding negotiations. This is good news, Badge. Right. So... Yeah, I'm just hearing it. So it's locked in. They're going to get the money they want. Yeah, about $17, $18 million per club. Yeah, well, the salary cap at 11 plus, not sure exactly what it's going to be. Uh, and they get five or, you know, five and a bit million on top of that, the clubs. So they cover their salary cap and plus give them some more money. That's just for running the club, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they spend a lot more than that, clubs. But, of course, that's... Yep. Part of the budget out of their gate takings and sponsorships and yep. everything else. Yep. So that's good news. The NRL's proposal is worth up to $306 million collectively for the clubs. It's the richest deal in the code's 114-year history. Of course. Well, they've expanded. They're getting more money from the TV rights. And, there's yeah, there's another team there. So And the salary cap is going up. So not unexpected that it's the uh, the richest deal. Uh, we mentioned it before. Uh, we spoke to Smithy. Um Latrell Mitchell wants to be remembered as one of the greatest uh, Indigenous players to play the game. And we know you're as passionate about this topic as we are about who are the greatest Indigenous players. And one of my favourite bads, you mentioned him before, Larry Korowa. Yep. Uh, and you, I can't believe you ran into him a couple of weeks ago. You never mentioned it until now. Oh, I was at a Men of League Day uh, oh, wow. on the Tweed. And yeah. he's, uh, he's a member of that. And he's, yeah, great guy. Does he live around that, the Tweed now? Sure does. Oh. Yeah, he was from there originally, I believe. Yeah, Dave I from think. Benoa, you've got yourself your favourite uh, Indigenous player, mate. I sure do. Um, he's a bloke. Well, he was the first uh, Indigenous uh, player to play for Australia. Lionel Morgan. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Heard some great stuff about Lionel Morgan. Oh, look, Lionel was a flyer, and, and more more than that, he was a gentleman too, and he, he put back into uh, into football um, afterwards, uh, coaching and mentoring and, and that, you know. But uh, 1960, he, he was the first to um, play for Australia. He set the set the path which many have trod. Yep. Yeah, great, great call. Can't, uh, can't disagree with you at all. Good Thanks. stuff. Absol- Thanks for- absolute flyer. Yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for your call, Dave. Have a good night, mate. 
Uh, other ones here from, um, oh, boys. Hand, hands down, GI is the greatest. He had skill, size, power. Say to my kids, they were lucky enough to see one of the greatest tries ever that he scored against the Broncos on the on the Anzac Day match. And throw in Billy Slater saying in an interview that no matter how big a game was, you looked across and saw GI in the uh, in the sheds and you knew you were going to be okay. You would win. Uh, Lenny Lenny from Canberra has the same thoughts, Badge. He says GI, best Indigenous player I've seen in my lifetime is GI. And in relation to Latrell, absolute freak. Don't get me wrong, but God, he turns into a flat track bully at times, and it actually makes me upset. Oh, there you go. Okay. Hey, Rob from Newcastle, you want to weigh in on the Indigenous player debate? Who's your favourite? Yeah, well, I've got, I've got a couple. Uh, one from the eighties, Ewan McGrady, a Moree boy. Yeah, yeah, um, won the uh, the, yeah, the Rockers medal. Ah, mate, a mercurial player. Yeah. Um, could really turn it up. He, he you know, he uh, he didn't have a much of a physical presence, but geez, he was a presence on the field. Absolutely. And um, and but probably my favourite, um, uh, being from Newcastle, Leo Deneva. Huh. Um, what a champion player. Like Andrew Johns was a very tough player, very, you know, he, he didn't suffer from injuries very, very often. But in 19, you know, when, when the Knights won the comp the first year there, um, you know, Johns was out. Uh, Leo basically led the team around the paddock, got them into the finals. He did everything possible with that team. He was, um, he was basically, you know, <laughs> probably the best halfback in the competition um, behind Andrew Johns that year. Uh, uh, very well remembered in Newcastle and very well respected in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, what great a player. champion he was. I had a little bit to do with him. He was at the Broncos before he went to Newcastle. And, uh, yeah, a great yeah. player, no doubt at all. Oh, some, geez, we yeah, start tossing some of these. Fantastic player, very underrated player and, and um, probably should go down in history as yeah, one of, one of the great uh, Indigenous players. All right, Rob, thanks for, for listening in and giving us a call in Newcastle tonight. If you think about the Broncos, who do you think about as far as their great Wendell? Indigenous players? Wendell? Wendell? Steve Renoff. Yep. The Pearl. The Pearl, yep. Sammy Bacco had a stint there, of course, after mm. he was at Canberra, and he was, he was fantastic as well. So, yeah, all those names, they're just going to keep popping up because there's been some – and, and uh, then I think of, you know, we're talking about the mercurial um, Ewan McGrady. What about David Peachy? Oh, the way yes. he was just so, he glide across the field. What a what a star he was. Yep. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Keep uh, your text coming through. But hey, if you want to call us like those boys, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Some texts here about uh, Ian Smith from SENZ and also one of the best cricket and uh, rugby union commentators of all time. Afternoon, boys. How fair and balanced is Smithy? Absolutely. Yep. And very, very from good. Fitzy. Thanks, Fitzy. Yep. Uh, now, the other, what you wanted to uh, bring up, and you did bring up, was about your sexy sports stars. Yes. Uh, because you're a bit like that. <laughs> what do you mean a bit times? like that? A That's a bit. A bit no, it's not creepy. Well, how'd you find this again? Well, because it? the sexiest man alive was voted today, and it's an actor. And these actors, I mean, they wear makeup, and they're all prettied up. But our, our sporting stars, men and women, they're raw. What you see on the field or the pitch or the court is what you get. Yep. There's no, there's no trickery involved. Okay. Well, Mel from Hinton nominates Ukrainian high jumper Yulia Levchenko. Hands down is his pick. Danger. We're talking about sexiest sports people. <laughs> his sexy pursuit was Olivia Newton-John. Now, there's two things. We said alive and sports person. Well, she was in that... 
car that, that raced on Greece that time with John Travolta, so maybe she's a co-driver or something. Someone agrees with you. Leroy says Eugenie Bouchard. Is it Bouchard? Bouchard, yeah. Uh, we've got one, Michelle Jenicky, the hurdler. Yes, remember she does that little jiggly thing before she races? It was very... Can you please not do that it, little jiggly thing? I'm not doing thing? it, I'm just you saying. You did do I'm it. reminding you of it. You did do it. And that's what had her nominated, I would say. You can't, um, you can't do Catherine that. Witt, the ice skater. Yes. That's from Mikko. See, okay. I, when I was a kid, I used to have a thing for Tonya Harding. I know, she's a bad girl. Yeah. But that was part of the she's charm. She's good in that movie. <laughs> she was. Hey, I want to throw something at you before we go to a break. I think I've worked out a way we can improve the performance of the Australian cricket team. I think when we, when we go back to when Justin Langer was the coach badge, he had some really good assistant coaches working along with him. Some 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 of the cult heroes and and legends of the game. He had Ponting working with him from time to time. He had Steve Waugh involved as well. And these are players that the current crop probably grew up watching and admired. As young men, at the moment, I think we're lacking that mm. in, in the in the coaching ranks of the Australian cricket team. Now, I'm not asking for a clean out, but I, I don't think we lean enough on our on our superstars of the past. At the moment, we've got Mr. Cricket, Michael Hussey, going off to coach England because there's no opportunities here. We have Daniel Vittoria Kiwi in our coaching ranks. We have Andrew McDonald as the head coach. He was a pretty good shield player and a good one-day player, but he never reached the heights of the, the Langers and the Steve Wars and the Ricky Ponnings, former Australian captains who knew when the times got tough what to do out in the middle and in preparation to play cricket. And then there's this bloke. I can't believe he's not in the Australian coaching setup. Matt Hayden, within the Pakistani setup, he's the batting coach for the Pakistan T20 World Cup. He had a speech. It's a little bit hard to hear, but this is a, a snippet of a speech he made to the players after the game, and I reckon the Australians need a speech like this in their change room right now. But the moment that Pakistan cricket fires off with intent and starts to reveal its teeth, we become a real threat. There would be no one in this world, in this competition, that would want to face us right now. Not one. They thought they got rid of us. Now, they're not going to get rid of us. We are here, dug in. And it's powerful because no one wants us here. And that's, that's that element of surprise that we have got the advantage. So, boys, moving in the next couple of days, clear your minds. Be free and fresh when we come to the whichever game we play, here or in Sydney. And just unleash again with just good, positive intent, fearless, cricket, almost forgetful cricket. Who cares what's happened over the last three weeks? We are here. There was nothing that was given to us, nor there should be, but there's, it hasn't been easy. So, boys, this is... I just feel when you've got someone like that in the change rooms making statements like that, they thought they got rid of us. We're still but they here. might have someone in the Australian change room doing that. I don't think... Of that ilk. I don't think of that ilk badge, knowing that they can look yeah. up to. Fair enough. And, and, and like, geez, I'm struggling. Clear your mind. Do this. And I just think we yeah, need... It does carry a lot of weight when you've been there and you've, you've performed at, at the top level for a long period of time. Like Matty Hayden, it carries a lot of weight. 
Now, there's no one sort of second guessing what he's saying and say, what would he know? And I hope that's not happening in the Aussie dressing room at the moment. But um, yeah, and Justin Langer carried the same aura about him. And Steve Waugh and Ricky Ponting. Yeah. And that, that, is there any surprise to you, Badge, that we had all that success when we had all of those legends well, in the change room and in and around the system? No, no. But why, why would they all want to do it anyway, really? Would they get paid a lot of money as commentators and there's no pressure? You know, Justin Langer jumped in the hot seat, did a magnificent job, and then they booted him out because the players wanted him out, I think. so. Who should be in the coaching ranks of the Australian cricket team? Yeah. Love to hear your thoughts. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Quickly, Badge. Uh, talking about the best Indigenous players, uh, Gunther from Palm Beach, yeah, yeah, manly halfback Paul Shaw. He was a gun player. Yeah, he was. Uh, can't go past Benny Barber. That's from Bulldog Bob. And uh, Raider Jim says, Badge, still the same amount of teams playing each week for TV. Yes, Raider Jim, you're right. However, the NRL has to fork out another 17 or 18 mil for the Dolphins because mm. every team gets the same um, up front. It's not bad. You play less. You get an extra buy too this year, don't you? No, oh, they haven't. <laughs> No, they're having three buys, I think, this year. Right here. Got to go to we'll have that. We'll have that out by tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. The draw will be out tomorrow. Beauty. beauty. Uh, we've both said beauty. That's great. Uh, this is Sports Day. Beauty. Thanks to Key. Back, <laughs> back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, welcome back to it. Gary Belcher, Jason Matthews. Wednesday night, geez, the first semi-final in the T20 World Cup is about to kick off New Zealand playing uh, Pakistan. And we've got New Zealand winning the toss and electing to bat at the SCG. Uh, some stations leaving us to take on that game shortly. Uh, you can continue listening through SEN 1620 AM on the Goldie and also via the SEN app. You can listen to the cricket or sports day there. Best Indigenous players, High Badge and Jace. My favourite was Ash the Flash, Gordon, Ash Gordon. What a crowd pleaser he was on the wing for the Newcastle Knights. Sporty Gav, good on you, mate. He could score a try from anywhere, as you said. Uh, and Daniel from Prairie Woods chimed in with the first Indigenous Australian ever to captain Australian sporting team, the great Arthur Beetson, and he's mm. he's the benchmark, I believe. But I, uh, he was a trailblazer, no doubt at all. Uh, sexy sports stars. Yes. Someone's nominated Winks. Yes. Another Steph Gilmore. <laughs> oh, what yes. What a superstar of surfing. Yes. She I, is. Craig from Maitland, Emma McKeon, Cody Simpson is lucky. Also, Ian Smith is an amazing commentator. Mm. Thanks, Craig, for your text on that. Any more before we get... Oh, what about... Jess uh, Sergis for the Gillaroos. Going great. Blair from Brisbane. And Steve, uh, Effie from Aerobics Oz style. <laughs> when you're spraying. Beauty. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. don't read that text all there. Jalissa Apps from Channel 10. You can also hear her during the footy season on SEN. Uh, she's going to join us from the UK. The Aussie team's been announced for their semi-final against New Zealand. We'll talk about the squad and some other news happening in the NRL. That's next here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, hello and welcome to the second hour of Sports Day. My God, there's action aplenty at the SCG. Isn't there? There's been two referrals to the video umpire and two balls by the Kiwis. What are we in, the second over or the... Uh, I think we've only had a couple of balls, haven't we? Yeah, not many, not many. Uh, and, it, yeah, they, they got away with the first one, but Finn we're Allen. watching the next one, so we'll keep you uh, We'll keep you informed. It's pitched in line, but it's oh, got to be it's missed. it's going to hit. It's no. going to hit. He's out. Middle and leg. He's gone. Finn Allen out for four of two balls. Good commentary. Kiwis one for four. That's incredible. Mm. We've only had three balls, and we've had two referrals to the – to the third umpire. Wow. Oh, it's exciting. And the first ball must have gone for four. That's, that's very good, Gary. No. Uh, anyway, that's very why nice. I'm one of the great cricket umpires. What, what are you? In cricket umpires? Commentator. Hey, welcome Should to our uh, two. Uh, Jalisa Apps from uh, Channel 10 and also ACN will be joining us uh, from uh, England real soon, ahead of the uh, semi final against uh, the Kiwis. On Saturday morning, our time, uh, the the 19-man squad badge, as you know, has, has been, been named. And we'll talk to uh, Jaleesa about that in and a few other things. alphabetical order. Um, we have to guess which positions. God, the numbering thing. It's just... Yeah, I, I, I reckon this will be the last time ever. I think there has to be a ruling down. Don't ever do that again. Did I'd we talk about this on the air, that when they get back home, let's say we make the World Cup final, and if we win... Yep. We should hand them the jerseys with their positional numbers. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be weird if I had jerseys in there and with twenty sevens on them and whatever. I was one of the last pick for the Kangaroo Tour in '86. I would. Hmm. It would just be weird. That just doesn't make anyway. It doesn't make sense to me. And I, I know Mel was pretty cold on it himself when it first happened. Uh, stream every NFL game this season live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit NFL Game Pass. Dot com coming up. That's ridiculous. What are your ridiculous moments uh, from the week? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. It can be sports related or anything else. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Thanks to McDonald like, Jones Homes. Like your girlfriend in Roma, west of Brisbane, that you never met. You never actually met her. I know this sort of stuff goes on now with Tinder and whatever. This is back in the day of there was no internet. telephones and horse I used and to carriage. Ring, I used, used to, to ring have. her nearly every night. Wow. I was 16. I had a sexy voice what, badge what about, back then. What, what, what were they called? Uh, interna- or national numbers. It was STD call. STDs. That was the problem. No. <laughs> that was the calls back then. And did your parents ever have a problem with that? No, because no, 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 yeah, no, we we rang after seven o'clock. So it was like half price or something. Oh yes, yes. I had it all from sorted. your neighbour's phone. Simon Orchard is from New South Wales Greyhounds. Got a couple of tips for Wenty Park and also Dapto uh, tomorrow night. So Wenty Park tonight is it Dapto tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. Yeah, uh, he's got those for you and a heap of other stuff coming up. But right now. For Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. This lady does not need to know about my long-distance girlfriend when I was 16, Gary. Uh, Jaleesa Apps joining us on the line from the UK, from Channel 10 and also SEN. Hello, Jaleesa. Oh, it's my favourite radio show. Oh, God. I'm so excited. <laughs> did you ever it's have true. a... Did you ever... They a, do? Yes. 
they bully you a little bit, Jason. Though sometimes I'm not, I'm not on board with that. Have Thank you. Spoken you. To HR, he's a big target. Well, I'm at HR. <laughs> I'm at, I'm in that office a lot, Jaleesa. I haven't actually raised that yet. <laughs> so, uh, if you can continue to fight the good fight for me, that'll be great. We're just talking about. <laughs> oh, you know the other thing we got to talk about, and Jaleesa, Jaleesa's favourite ever Indigenous player. We've yes. seen this stuff from uh, Latrell Mitchell saying today that he wants to be the. Uh, yeah, the greatest ever Indigenous player. I love that. But uh, who's yours, Jaleesa? Would you have someone you could – can you narrow it down to one? Uh, look, I think it's hard to go past probably Greg Inglis. Oh, yeah, so, he's had a lot of votes. I'm also – but I am a big fan of Latrell's as well. I know he's a divisive character in rugby league, but I love a character just in any sport. I think sometimes we just – I, I hate the way we tear people down when they get a mm. bit of character about them. So I'm a big fan of Latrell. So he's probably he's well on his way to being one of the great players in general. So good for him. Well, you caught up with him today. He had a few things to say. Um, this bargaining enterprise bargaining agreement or CBA with with um, the Rugby League Commission. Did he have anything to say about that? Yes, he did. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, really strong on that. He um, he actually said, I I, I can't uh, say the I think the exact quote, but I think he said to, um, that Andrew Abdo and uh, Peter Valandis need to get moving. I think he said because it's beyond a joke. Uh, um, so he was really um, any player really that you ask about that at the moment, they're being really vocal about it. They're kind of making a point about. Um, talking about that they're fed up with the negotiations dragging on he also really praised Blake Solly to me he um said uh that he he actually said I love the man was the exact words that he said to me um and he just praised that Blake's um campaigning for the players and for the clubs and um how much work that he's been putting in he um went on about that quite a bit and that actually made me kind of think about his contract talks. Obviously, he's going to the end of 2023 with the Rabbitohs. But when he was talking about how much he loves Blake Solly, I just was thinking to myself, I can't see you at any other club. Obviously, every other club, if, you, if you're not a club chasing Latrell Mitchell at some point, you're probably not doing the job. And obviously, he's been linked to maybe the Dolphins giving him an offer to... Um, but the way that he was talking about the advocacy of Blake Solly, I just thought, wow, he really loves this club and I can't see him going anywhere else when that contract is eventually up. Oh, yeah. And, and he'll be very well rewarded as well. One of the um, the best players in the comp and the, you know, the most high profile as well. And and they do carry a, a strong voice, the, uh, the Kangaroos representatives over there. Um, it seems as though we're getting a little bit closer, Jaleesa, to um, sorting out the uh, the... the the CBA and, and all those other issues between the NRL and the, and the players and the players association. Has there been much talked about that, you know, of about the draw, the NRL draw is actually out tomorrow. Much interest from over there. Um, look, to, to be honest over here, it probably hasn't uh, cut through as much. There's been sort of more back at home um, because they, they've got the, 
kind of uh, media lock-up thing where you sort of get to have a bit of a look at the draw. Over here, the issue really has been that CBA and obviously just, too, getting on with the job of winning a World Cup. They're in prime position at the moment. It's crazy to think, like, when you look at the sides on paper, but Australia's actually, because of COVID and the who's played each other and all those things, the funny thing is, like, Australia is ranked fourth in the world. Now, they're not fourth in the world. They're, they're the best team in the world. There is no doubt about that. Um, and now they've just got to win the World Cup to prove it. So that's just really their focus over here. When they're not talking about the CBA, they're just talking about getting on with the job. I tell you what, I've never seen a camp of players that um, this far into the camp are so positive and enjoying their time so much. Like it sort of normally gets to this point of the camp and everyone's even a finals campaign and everyone's sort of just getting to the end and, and wanting to get there, especially when they're away from their families, although it's, some of the families are starting to arrive now. But they're just so positive and they're just all really enjoying it and having a laugh and, yeah, they've been wonderful to deal with. Mm. Oh, I think you might have rankled a few of our New Zealand listeners by saying the Aussies are the best team in the world and, and mm. they just got to prove it by winning because there's a lot of Kiwis with their nose out of joint because of stuff like that and and uh, and also because they apparently they've already booked their flights home after this uh this Saturday's game so oh, I think where it's I reckon the, oh they will be fired up Lisa no no doubt at all they'll be fired up won't they the the, uh, the Kiwis this is going to be a hell of a game yeah of course it's going to be a fantastic game but they need to play so much better than they did be able to uh, beat a kangaroo side or, you know, there would have to be the kangaroos would have to really um, implode. But I do think it's one of those things where when you're playing um, such a good side, you do take it to that next level. I'm so excited to see this. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about this should have been the final, but I, it's, good for, it's good for England when you would imagine that England get through, although what a story if Samoa did. Um, so I, I mean, it's good for England to have your home side in the final. Unfortunately, that wouldn't happen in the cricket in Australia, but, um, Mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not too upset about the fact that Australia and New Zealand can't meet in the final, but it would be awesome if Samoa got through though. Oh my God. Could you imagine Samoa going off? That would be so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, 19 man squad name today, Jaleesa, uh, we expect DCE, to miss the 17-man cut, the the final team? Yeah, uh, likely uh, Ben Hunt to sort of come in. And from what Ben was uh, saying yesterday, um, he just sort of was really... It was funny. He was almost... It almost seemed like he felt bad about that. But I think that's just an indication of how... um, close this team is but DCE has been nothing but he is a real team man and he has been nothing but gracious through everything with Nathan battling that halfback spot with Nathan Cleary um Cleary actually uh was talking to the to Cleary after the game the other day and he said when he sort of won that halfback spot DCE came up to him and said anything that I can do to help you like please let me know and um I just think he's got a real team mentality. So it's disappointing to – I mean, it's always just – you want everyone to be in, don't you? Because mm. you I just – everyone everyone gets a spot. You get a spot. You get a spot. <laughs> we <laughs> wish. Want, to, want them all. But um, 
He's been he's he's been uh, great, and obviously, sort of coming to the end of his representative career, but he's had a wonderful, wonderful career. We saw Teddy come off at half time in the quarter final. How's his corky? He's fine. Uh, that was very precautionary. I mean, he had a cork, but uh, if that was any other game, he would have kept playing. And um, he, he's been fine. The Aussies at training have been getting through uh, relatively unscathed touch wood. They've had their last training session um, yesterday. It's my yesterday. It's your, I don't know what it is. Tomorrow. <laughs> I think it's both about yesterday. <laughs> Uh, in Manchester, and now they go to Leeds and they'll do their captain's run. But so far, so good for everyone. It, that was just, I think it's just like, it's been such a long rugby league season with so much representative football and that kind of thing that you're going to get these niggles, and he didn't need to be on there. Mm. Yeah, all righty. One contentious point was the kicking duties, and they're so important, and we know Nathan Cleary has been struggling with it. What What is the chances of Val Holmes maybe taking over or, or getting a shot? Um, well, Val, I'm speaking to Val about that a couple of days ago. Val was really strong on the fact that he thinks that it needs to be decided before the game. So he said actually against um, Italy, when Nathan was kind of struggling at the start of that game, that Nathan offered, came up to him and said, do you want to do the kicking duties? And he said, no, no. And his reasoning was, he just said, it just rattles your confidence, someone's confidence if in the middle of the game the kicking duties get taken off them. So he said he thinks it's something that needs to be decided before the game. But um, he backed... He did say he loves to kick. He's like, I I absolutely love kicking at every point that I can get, but I would never take it off Nathan. So as long as Nathan's got that confidence, uh, I think it's going to stay with Nathan. But also they've got Latrell Mitchell. They've got no shortage Mm. of, of kickers. Yeah, true. The balls are a bit different over here. They are lighter. And yeah. also the run-up, like, because Nathan actually has a bit of a run-up. They, it's actually really narrow where you can run up when you're on the sideline. So yeah. I don't know if maybe that's affecting them yeah. a little bit. Well, well, the point that I've seen them open the gate most times to make a conversion from the <laughs> sideline kind of indicates that those fields are tiny, though. They're, they're soccer pitches, right? So... They're not really. Oh, I thought they'd oh, be. they're just closer. Yeah. They're just much closer to the sideline. The fans are they, are they the same size pitches though, Badge? Yep. A rugby league field and a soccer field. Oh, everyone field? I played on was yeah. yeah. I don't know <laughs> the soccer ones are, but I remember we played at Wembley no. in 1990. Everyone said it's a bigger field. It's huge. So I got out there at the start of the game. I think it was Dale Shearer and I. We went and stepped it out and went. No, it's exactly the same as every other ground. Yeah, right. It just seems big open spaces. The one, the Samoa, the Samoa and Tonga game was slightly smaller. So the Aussies were wasn't, but the Samoa and, and Tonga game that that was life very slightly smaller field. Right, oh, there, okay. you go. there you go. You you know everything that's going on. Catch her on Channel Ten every night, and of course during the footy season on Crunch Time on SCN. Uh, Jaleesa Apps, you keep the good fight going for me, and also Sports Day. You tell everybody you know that Sports Day is your favourite show on SCN. Okay. Mm. It actually is, you know. I get home from work and I put my AirPods in and I just, you guys crack me up. Where's my mate Zach? What's he doing? Gout. Yeah, he's crook. No, he's crook. He's, he's got really some, crook, actually. He's, he's not well. So he's, um, we've given him, well, he's. Uh, we've given him some time He's off. given himself a week off. Yeah. And needs it. A and, week? Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, in, he's in a bit of pain. But he's now, he's now. He's back. allergic to woogie. 
He's, he's uh, my name's Jason. Ask Jaleesa that. Um, hey, listen, he's in, he's now backed up on Endone, so he's got double trouble. All right. Oh my god! I'll leave the conversation oh, there. Well, I <laughs> hope he's okay. Well, he's not clearly. Uh, Jaleesa, okay. we we love you joining us. Good luck to the Aussies. Uh, Six o'clock uh, this Saturday morning. Uh, well, it's 6.45 kickoff Australian Daylight Savings Time and 5.45 uh, for those in Queensland. Thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day and enjoy your time in the UK. Pleasure. Lovely to speak to you. See ya. There goes Delisa Apps from Channel 10 and SN. She's my favourite. One of my favourites. Yep. And her favourite, GI. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't ask her who her sexiest sports person is. No, oh, alive. Would be you, yeah. Well, I, I played indoor cricket once. Hey, here's one. This and this. Can you please put your name on it? Where Where you're from and how you're listening? Uh, number ending nine eight one. I'd like to nominate the entire Baywatch life saving team. <laughs> yeah. The Hoff with his chiselled chin and Pamela Anderson with her great big smile. I'm glad you said smile. We're gonna, Best um, Indigenous player, yes. uh, Cliffy Lyons and Andrew Walker. That's from uh, Macca from Goolagong. Lionel Williams and per- Percy Knight were pretty handy. Mick from the Gong and Johnny Chicker Ferguson. Yeah. Good on you. Excitement machine. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is Sports Day. Keep your texts coming through 0457 736 736. Thanks to the McDonald Jones birthday sale. It's on now. When we come back, that's ridiculous on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yes, certainly. If you've got one, 0457 736 736. Or call us, one 300 01170 for expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised service centre. Can I kick one off? Yeah, go on. You know, it's ridiculous. Prince Andrew left in tears after King Charles tells him he'll never return to royal duty. Come on, that's ridiculous. How, what, why is he crying? What is he expecting? Uh, well, that's right. To go back. Um, Andrew. Slap on the wrist. Go on. Go seriously. Back. Go and do a few little visits to schools and stuff. Oh, no, not going to happen. How old is he? 60-something? And he's crying over the fact he won't return to Royal... It's not as if he hasn't got any money or anything. He's a, is, is, that, is it okay to say he's a bit odd? He can say he's a bit odd. He's a bit odd. He is... <laughs> I don't know what else Come on, say. that's ridiculous. Uh, All right, what do you got? Um, oh, your phone girlfriend in Roma. I, oh, look, if you... No one has really picked up on that, but I, I just... Has anyone else ever had a girlfriend that he never met or a boyfriend that she never met or a boyfriend that he never met? Come on. Can we, can we put this oh, – I'll give it this. this is, Come on. That's ridiculous. You're, you're laughing about that new show. That, that's ridiculous. Oh, yes. My dad, your dad. What's no, it called? <laughs> my dad, your mum. Yes, that one. That is that – is, that's television jumping the shark. That is the worst. Come on, Channel 9. You can do better than that.
Mm. Actually, speaking of that, I know just digressing a little bit. It, production on the the Warning miniseries um, started today. What's that got to do with my mum and your dad? Because it's on Channel Nine as well. I oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no. What's going on here? Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Has anyone actually watched that show? Have you watched it? I watched about fifteen minutes of it on Monday night when I got home. Is it going to be as, as ratings bananas no, like the block? I even told my wife last night. I said, not that she listens to me. I said you can't watch it. Yeah. Do you, do you reckon it's going to last, or is it just is it just one of those train wreck shows you it's have a to train. run? I think they're just going. Let's just get to the end of the survey year. Yep. We'll just chuck this cheap reality. Whatever happened to the days? Can I be old man yelling at a cloud right now? Yeah, do it. Whatever happened to the days of great Australian drama speak like... Speak up, speak up. Packed to the rafters, All Saints. Oh, yeah. yeah all those great Aussie shows. The Sullivans. Shows. No, not the Sullivans. Next you're going to say what the Waltons are. <laughs> but, no, but, you know, all those great, all those great shows. They yeah. don't, we don't invest in those anymore. Yeah. Instead, we have these cheap... Rea- this, apart from Married at First Sight, that's, that's, that's a great show. Mm. But the rest of it's just crap badge. It is. Yep. It's cheap to make. Yeah. Um, I've got one. George Clooney. Uh, number three on the list of sexiest men alive. Come on, that's ridiculous. I get it. He's sixty-one years of age. I get it ten years ago. But is this a is this a nursing home publication? This people top ten? Uh, you I, can't be sixty-one I think and you're sexy. Being ageist now. Well, you can't. My wife's be. sixty, and I find her quite beautiful. Well, beauty's in the whole is in the eye of the beholder, right? So, but she's not on a list for the top ten sexiest people alive. Well, she probably should be. Well, I'm not arguing that either. Not on my list, Jesus. <laughs> I've got some big points. Hey, I know listen. she listens about now. So. Yeah, uh, you haven't mentioned Turn it on off now, honey. What about all the work she got you to do around the house today? You weren't whinging about that earlier. Yeah, I know. I was. I was trying to have a lazy day. I was trying to have a surf and everything. I was, Can you just pick that up? Can you move that? Can you do? Yeah. What? Anyway, I complied for a change. Anything else? Hey, there was a good show. You're talking about great Aussie shows. Uh, on the ABC, did you see there was a good story, good good uh, piece the other day on Tim Minchin? Um, but he's there. What's that show that he's on? Someone can share I, that with I, us. I, I shan't it's be watching v- the ABC anytime soon. No, it, it looks great. No. It looks great. Oh, what's wrong There's with you? There's nothing decent on what, the ABC. What? What's wrong with you? Is it upright? Upright. Come on, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, got to watch that. Oh, come on. We are not talking about the ABC. I don't think it's on the ABC. Well, is yeah. it? Oh, that's all right then. There's no, it's on Foxtel. You. Oh, there you go. It's oh, on that's Foxtel. fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> okay. It was on Australian Story. That's where I saw him. What so. are you doing in here? Well, you asked for a That's Ridiculous before, oh, and I've on. got one for you. All right. And would you believe it? It's to do with football. Roberto Firmino has been left out of the Brazilian World Cup squad. Come on. That's ridiculous. Is he like Ronaldo? Tooves would be fuming. Is he like, uh, is that like leaving Diego Maradona out of... Argentina. No, it's not the same. It's more just the fact that so he is a Liverpool striker. He's brilliant. Oh, He's very good. Bias. He's got six from 12 this season. And uh, they have left him out. And they're taking the likes of players that just don't have the same record for him. They've got Gabriel Jesus and Gabriel Martinelli, uh, Vinicius Jr. They're, mm. they're, ta- they're just taking players with less experience that are in less form than Roberto Firmino. Now, I will ga- tell you, I have read a bunch of articles today saying – this is actually really great for Liverpool, as in he won't have the same uh, rigorous, you know, you are- standard as they. <laughs> <laughs> are we still on the air? Seriously, Jack, get, no, you're not getting out of this. Huh. We we never used to do one soccer story, not one, did we, Badge? 
We never used to do it. Now, yeah, we did before you came along. It's like a disease. It's creeping further, and yeah, oh, you've caught it. Yeah, you but did. by popular demand, yeah. who's demanding soccer stuff? Steve from Dubbo said it's he's some asleep. of the most enthralling stuff he's ever. Steve heard. loves it. Badge, yeah. did he? Did Jason ask for a that's ridiculous from me? Yeah, but I didn't say, can you bring a soccer one in? You asked for it, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Firmino should be in this squad. Uh, uh, mate. You are. <laughs> I'd rather have Glenn on the phone right now. That's how bad it's going. Break time. Uh, this is Sports Day for Kia. Uh, by the way, updated score on the cricket. The Kiwis, yeah, up to about six overs, about one for 30-ish. Uh, one for 34 after 5.1 overs. So a shot of Matthew Hayden on the screen. Oh, I don't like him in a... A Pakistan green hat. Looks like Kermit the Frog. Have you? No, look, I don't know. I'll show a shot of him again. Anyway, yeah. all right. Break time. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to a no Sats, as we've been saying tonight. Um, he'll be back next week. He won't be back this week. He's he's not feeling well. Uh, thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. He likes Simon Orchard's tips, so I'll have to text him to him. Uh, Simon, we'll get you... Take his t- mind off his woes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you tips for Wenty Park... Real soon, but I can't believe the amount of prize money available now, Badge, for, for Greyhound Racing. The Group 3 DAPTO Middle Distance Championships uh, heats are on tomorrow night. Uh, the races were twenty five grand, and we've got two great heats. What can we expect? Yeah, well, boys, I'll start by saying I hope Sats is all right. I don't like anyone being under the weather, so hopefully he's listening along at home and he can um, get a few winners tonight at Wenty. But first, let's talk about that day. You mentioned those middle-distance championship heats, 25 grand. Yeah, the prize money astounds me. Every every older uh, gentleman or lady I talk to, I've just got to be very careful here, any <laughs> uh, maybe more experienced lady or gentleman I talk to says they used to race for 10 bucks out the back of Burke 25 years ago. And now there's basically a tens of thousands of dollars a race on somewhere around the state each and every week. And tomorrow, that day, the heats of this middle distance championship kick off. We like group racing because it means the good dogs come out to play as well, boys. And look, heat one, zipping Alabama. She ran fifth in the million dollar chase final in September. So she brings the class to the race. Father Rick, he's a group three place getter. And he went around the Dapto 600 metres last week in the fastest time of the year. He was only... Uh, inside a length, outside the track record. So he's certainly in form. And then heat two, we've got a really exciting young dog in Zipping Novak. He's been running around 520 metres at Wenty Park basically for the last few months. He's stepping up in trip now. And he's in a really good kennel with Jason Magri. And then the Lords, Andy and Jody, they just dominate both of these heats as well. They've got about five or six runners, the best of them being Coast Model, who's a million-dollar chase runner-up. And then the rising star, Bandit Jane, who Andy thinks could be the next big thing in the staying rank. So, look, a couple of heats. We've got a heat of eight and a heat of seven in heat two. So, look, plenty of good dogs going around. Unfortunately, someone good is going to miss out because only the top four can go through to the final next week, which, as we said off the top, is worth $25,000. And I know everyone's probably sitting there thinking, just give us your tips, mate. Well, here we go for Dapto tomorrow night. Just keep in mind, Dapto tomorrow night, race six. Number four, Father Rick, each way, currently $5.50 the win, so you should be able to get around $2 the place. And then race seven, the second of those heats, number four, 
zipping Novak. So a pair of fours tomorrow night in the Dapto Middle Distance Championship heat. Boys. Beauty. Uh, Sats, while you're talking, Sats just texted in and said, thanks for those kind words. He's feeling as sorry for himself as anyone that backed your tips last week. Oh, oh. Hey, um, so, <laughs> and the no, week before. A couple of very, very close seconds we got last week, so I'm only going to place from now on. Hey, um, Friday night, the mighty Bidgey Cup at Wagga. What's the go there? Yeah, well, gee, we've, they've had a lot of rain down there, so we, we throw our thoughts out to everyone down in the area who's struggling, of course, with the floods and... Um, you know, ironically, the Bidgee Cup, it's been renamed the Wagga Cup. It's now called the Bidgee and the Murrumbidgee, obviously lapping at the at the heels of Wagga down there. So hopefully the rain subsides and I can get down there. I'm driving to Wagga, boys. Head off Friday morning, four and a half hours from Wollongong, and I'll be there on track for the Bidgee Cup. We mentioned prize money earlier. This race is worth $25,000 as well. I don't know where we're pulling all this money from, but <laughs> um, another, another good race, another group race. I spoke to a bunch of the trainers today. The best part about these cups out in the country, boys, for the media person who gets to travel down and gets to meet some wonderful people, and by the time the night is finished, I tell you what, they party harder than anyone else I know. So earlier this year, uh, we were down in Wagga, and the shed on top of the hill was rocking at the end of race night. So I'm looking forward to talking to some wonderful people, hopefully seeing some really good dogs run around in the Bidgey Cup final, and then maybe having a sherbet or two afterwards as well. Nice, nice. Rightio. And we can't let you go without getting your tips for Wenty Park. Yes, look, I've straightened up. Uh, maybe getting a bit out of my lane the last couple of weeks, boys, and trying to be a little bit fancy. Tonight, we've just got the one wood out. We've gone race six, number one, choo-choo train. All three wins for this dog have come at Wenty Park. Got seven minors at Wenty Park as well. So he usually runs really well in town. I think the race is set up for him to get an uninterrupted passage to the first bend from box one. The dog's in both three and four, boys. They push up the track a little bit. That should open up a big corridor for the choo-choo train to power on through. I think if he can get out in front, he's run really well at Wenty before, and his price of about $2.70 is pretty good. So we'll take race six, number one, choo-choo train. Yeah, I like the sound effects too. And then race nine, number four, Field of Chaos. Look, uh, I mentioned an exciting dog earlier in Zipping Novak running at Dapto. Well, Field of Chaos could be, in about six months' time, maybe a dog we're mentioning in million-dollar chase circles. Only a young for Pete Legagioni, who's already won $2 million races, I reckon race nine, number four, feel the cast is the best bet on the program. Going to get about $2, but hopefully uh, can win, can run really well, gamble responsibly, but I reckon it's a really good bet. Rightio, nice. mate. Rightio. Thank you for that. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. Have a good trip to Wagga. Uh, any chance to uh, pop into Canberra on the way back to get us some fireworks? Is that a is that a possibility? <laughs> Believe it or not, I've got a Bucks party on Saturday in Canberra. So put your order in. <laughs> Fishwick, and we can pick up something on the way back. Oh, Here we go. Pick Maggie. up some at Fishwick. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Good yes. on you, Simon. <laughs> Ooh. See you, boys. <laughs> Here we have it, Simon Orchard from uh, New South Wales Greyhounds. What do you mean, Badge? Canberra jokes. Yeah, I know. Boom, boom. How good. You used to, did you live there? Yeah, or you two, just two years. Worked there? I, wor- I, lived, I lived and worked and uh, commuted. In I did everything. No, not sense, fish yeah. week. No. Oh. Uh, two for 42, the Kiwis. Uh, batting first in the T20 uh, semi-final against Pakistan. There's an opportunity to run someone out what? of the non-strikers end then. What? Okay. Um, I, guys, worst TV show ever was Paradise Beach. 
Who remembers this soapy starring brunette Kimberly Josephs? I do remember. Kimberly Josephs was in another show as well. I used to idolise the host of Aerobics Oz Style too, the, the gorgeous June Jones. That's June from Jones. Sporty Gav. From New, <laughs> New, I can't remember June. I remember Effie. We mentioned Effie before. Right. Do you remember? Was was she on was she on the fruiterer's daughter or something? Was that Effie? <laughs> Same show? All right, let's get serious. Uh, most indigenous, most talented indigenous players, uh, Andrew Walker, uh, Chicka Ferguson, Johnny Simon. Yes. And, uh, well, Chicka Ferguson at Chooks. Yeah, oh, he yeah, was, when he was at, at the Roosters, yes. Roosters, yeah, and, and Newtown. And then the Raiders. Uh, Ronnie Sadler and Lupper Stewart helped the Chooks to the Final Four in 67 and 68 under under Gibbo. Yeah, Bondi Jack. Good Bondi on you. Jack. Good on you, Bondi Jack. And... Uh, a text here from Daniel from Prairie Wood Badge. His favourite Indigenous rugby league player was Kevin McGuinness. A good player. Kevin and Ken, very good players. Uh, he was a Magpie supporter, Daniel. And the hot-stepping, fleet-footed, elusive centre provided something for Western Suburbs fans to cheer for, uh, yeah, in those last couple of years of their existence because they weren't great. And he says he would have thrived at a high-performing club. Uh, very shocked that he didn't play State of Origin. His brother did, actually, Ken. Uh, but, yeah, I that's it. Kevin was up to that standard. He was a gun player. Two for 49, the Kiwis. After 7.5 overs, Williamson, 18, not out. Phillips, 6, not out. They're going at 6.26 runs on over against Pakistan at the SCG. Pretty good crowd too, Badge, yes. on hand at the SCG. Yeah, looking good. Uh, only early. Now, the, the breaking news that we had earlier in the show was around uh, the clubs set to celebrate, NRL clubs, the $300 million Bonanza League Central to deliver record grants. I'm not sure exactly where this came from, and we're hoping this will happen. Um, I hope this report is correct, that the 17 clubs will receive an annual grant of between 17 and $18 million each, which means around $300 million the NRL is forking out to the clubs. Of course, that covers the salary cap and another $5 million or more that each club will get. So Badge hopefully it's going to be sorted, it's all sorted out. That additional money that goes to the clubs, the, the, the wages for the coaching staff and all that comes from that, doesn't it? Because it's not in the salary Oh, yeah, cap. yeah, that's right. I, I, I think at one stage, I remember uh, talking to Dave Smith about it, that the clubs have to show where they use this money, this extra money. Because it's a grant. Because it's a grant and yeah. you can't just go, you know, that's right, uh, and, and, uh, and waste it. So uh, for many things, as far as coaching goes and, and running the football team, running the NRL club, um, and also, I, I think for development, other areas, they have to show that there's a lot of things that the clubs have to show that they're doing correctly before the NRL says, "Yeah, look, here's all your money, just go for it." They don't want clubs sending themselves broke by uh, overspending or spending in areas that they shouldn't. And let's remember as well, last night we we're talking about the five hundred thousand dollars each that uh, the clubs with NRLW teams are also hoping to secure. Right, yeah, uh, going to take a call before we go to the break. Glenn's on the phone. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Justin. How are you, buddy? Uh, what can we do for you, Glenn? There's no Justin here, but uh, please go ahead. Uh, no Justin? <laughs> just so get, who am I talking to? Just get on with it. Turn your radio off. Ah, mate, how, how good's the cricket? Can you turn your radio off, how please? How good's the cricket, mate? Here we go. Just, we'll wait for it's them. under the pillow, mate. It, what? What? 
Oh. Were we Mate, meant to hear that? Who are you going for, Glenn, in the cricket? The Kiwis or Pakistan? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I think, well, obviously I, I can say it now. I'm actually going for Pakistan because I think it'll be a Pakistan-India final. Right. It, um, is that it? Justin, I had the, I had the um, $10 chicken wings over at the Jezzo Hotel tonight, mate. Oh, sensational nice. they were, mate. Well, how many and how Absolutely much? Absolutely sensational. Mate, if you were with me, I would have shouted them for you, mate, because you're doing such a great job on the radio. Oh, bad. $10 chicken wings. Beauty. Okay. That'll right. get us, that could get $10. us down there. All right. We're talking Newcastle, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're talking the Hotel Jezzo, mate. The Jezzo Hotel. Righto. Great. Mate. All right, Glenn, we've got to go. We've got to go to a break. Pencil us in for next Thank Wednesday. You. Thank you. You know what? As painful as Glenn is, I'd still rather listen to that than a soccer update. I think you're really um, what? What? taking <laughs> Jack and his contribution for granted no, there. It's not, 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 not as, It's not a jab at Jack. Mm. It's the Why don't we get Glenn? Why, why don't we get Glenn? You, you, but you follow that American NFL stuff. No one follows that. Soccer yeah. is bigger. Why don't we? Almost we, we, as big as the Olympics. <laughs> We're doing that again. Yeah. Paradise Beach, who remembers? Hey, what is the worst TV show ever made? I think we should go there tomorrow night because you, when you start thinking about it, there's your, some horrible ones on the back of that. Your dad, my, my mum. brother, your brother. No, What's that's the Tasmanian version. <laughs> oh, God, I'm glad you said Break time. Thanks to Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. With Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, yes. We're here, baby. The end of uh, the show. Three for 57 now. The Kiwis. Uh, run rate of 5.8. They're struggling against uh, Pakistan Badge at the SCG. So three for 58 after 10 overs. Not Not a great start. Hey, weather uh, for New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in Broken Hill on 2BH, I didn't have a girlfriend there when I was growing up on the phone. Uh, It's the home of the Silver City Scorpions. Did you play for them, Badge? No. Mate, there's only only the one girl. I was very loyal. I was very, very, very loyal. And we, uh, you guys, right? This we got the uh, the driver's seat boys having a conversation outside. Oh, no, they're right. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they don't okay. even know we're on the air. Uh, if you're listening in Broken Hill, uh, I don't have a weather forecast for you. It's not in there. But I just want to say hello to the Silver City Scorpions. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, New Farms products are formulated. What was your girlfriend's quality? name in Roma? I can't remember. Badge. Oh, this is part of the problem. You rang her up one night. So I can't remember your name. No, that it was wasn't. The end. No, no. Don't. Or well, the don't beginning t- of the don't end. Don't take it lightly. It was, it was it was it was a serious relationship which just soured. It was fifty years ago. Um, did I just saw something come through? Did you get a message from Sats before? Oh, no. He sent me a photo. Oh, what? Oh, oh no, it's no someone. <laughs> no, it's someone getting chased down by a bull in Spain. Top thirty-one degrees tomorrow for for Broken Hill. Yeah. New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. Uh, Graham Arnold has given an eighteen-year-old prodigy a bit of a crack. Yes, uh, he wanted to. He's but, not Christian Volpato. Volpa- he actually plays in Italy in the Serie A with AC Rome. He's a gun young player, and Graham Arnold says he wanted him in his squad, and and he gave him till the last minute, the night before, I think. To the last minute, and he said, "No, I'm not ready. I'm not going to play." Oh, I thought it might have meant that he was going to play, uh, swear his allegiance to Italy, which is 
but wait. He could play for, but no, he said, I'm not ready. I don't, I'm not going to play. I'm going to concentrate on my club football. But aren't all the club, all of the soccer is on hold during the World Cup? Is it? Yeah. Unless... Well, he's not playing. Okay, I, Jack's I here. Jack, tell us why oh, he's running Christian in. Volpato, is that it? Is yep. not playing. I honestly think it's because he's hedging his bets. So once he declares for Australia in terms of full-time men, he can't go back to Italy. Italy haven't made the last couple of World Cups. I know they won it. The well, they won, they, they cheated they won, the, they won the Euros. They beat up. They, remember they cheated Australia and we would have won did. the World Cup. Well, yeah, there was a dive. We'll never forget it in 2006. No. But they it's won, called cheating, Jack. They mm. won the Euro 2020 championship. Right. Beat England in the penalties. Thought they were going to go through, and then they lost and actually weren't aren't in the World Cup. So, but is he a chance? Is that what he, you reckon? Well, the ultimate goal is if he feels that he's a chance of playing for Italy, then he'll do that. Yeah, and I think he's trying to hedge and his bets and say, I'm going to wait there. and play for Italy. Well, good on him. Well, Would have been nice know. to have him, but born and bred Aussie. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I nearly went to see AC Roma when I was in Rome once. Yeah. And couldn't get a ticket. Really? Could, they love oh, their yeah. football. They are so passionate about it. Well, Crazy. John Aloisi and Marco Bresciano both played for, for Roma ah. in their heyday, yeah. Are they a big club in Serie oh. A? Uh, they're, they're one of the most historic clubs. Yeah, I'd say they're one of the bigger clubs, yeah, for okay. sure. They've got a lot of history behind them. A uh, bit of a scare for Justice Hooney. He was rushed to hospital complaining of severe stomach pains following his 10-round defeat of Kiwi slugger Kiki Lutelli. He's fine. Yeah, Is he okay? He's clear. He's good. He's fine. No drama. Maybe have been something he ate. Well, it happened twice. Mm, he, he, it? he complained of, uh, of problems twice. on the Saturday, mm. then was taken to the doctor and said, no, he's fine. And then on Sunday he said, no, I'm really bad. Still so they took bad. him to hospital on Monday. But like you said, all clear now. Right. Whatever's been sorted. Tell him good. that justice is waiting for him. <laughs> he's waiting for you. Okay, Justin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tonight at 9 o'clock. No, Justin. Tonight at 9 o'clock, Australia takes on Spain at the Rugby League Wheelchair World Cup. How many World Cups are going on at the moment? 11. There are everything's (laughs) got a World Cup on at the moment. If they they win tonight, it'll take them into the... Semis. Semis. Nice. Yep. So they are second in their group. Uh, Spain are third. So, yeah, if they win, staying up there. Yeah, that'll be good. Now, Badge. What? Are you ready for the last laugh? Have you got a joke for us? On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Badge. Okay. Right? Yeah, I was just covering the sats. Oh, a girl. Thanks, mate. A girl brings a new boyfriend home and mum's not impressed. He's got he's got the tats and the piercings and the big mullet and he's angry and mm. she goes she goes to the daughter, Can you tell me something good about him? She says, Well, he's he's doing volunteer community work and she's Oh, well, that's nice. What's he doing? She said, Five hundred hours. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Don't forget you can grab the podcast. I am actually laughing from wherever we get podcasts from. Uh, I'm going home to watch the cricket. We'll catch you tomorrow night. See you, everybody. Good day. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.